Hey boys and girls, welcome to the best podcast in the history of mankind. It's Monty's Rockcast. And now here's your host, Monty Calvin. Hey, 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 it's Monty. Welcome to the Rockcast. It sucks. Thanks so much for joining me, and it's October, which means it's time for my Halloween special. Today I'll be telling you some of my scary stories, and I'll be playing you some horrifying music. Oh my gosh. Uh, Well, some people would just say it's horrible music, but uh, that's a matter of opinion. It's all horrible. I'll also be doing the usual stuff, like top tens and stuff like that. But I'm going to start out with a question from Sabrina Nelson, who says, Hey, Monty, what do you guys do for Halloween? Well, Sabrina, you know, for years I was kind of a Halloweenie. I was raised in a Christian home where I was taught that Halloween was of the devil. And so for a long time, I was kind of afraid to do anything. I didn't trick or treat, I didn't wear costumes, and I didn't go to parties. But then I met my wife, Lindsay, and she is a Halloween fanatic. And then all of a sudden, I was having to carve pumpkins, and she was always dragging me to these spirit Halloween stores. And for a long time, I just dreaded October. But a couple of years ago, we were out looking for costumes, and I spot this Catholic schoolgirl outfit. And I just kind of casually said, "Uh, hey, uh, how about this? And she says, hmm, well, okay, I'll try it on. Well, to make a long story short and a plaid skirt extremely short, (laughs) (laughs) she looked absolutely fabulous in that thing, and we ended up buying it. And that year she wore it when we took the kids trick-or-treating. And ever since that night, I have become a huge fan of Halloween. (laughs) Yeah! Since then, she's let me pick out her outfits every year, and I just couldn't be happier. It's become my favorite holiday of the year, and I cannot wait for it. It's just wonderful stuff! Now, something I've been doing on my Halloween specials for about eight or nine years now is telling my scary stories. And it's become an annual tradition that a lot of people look forward to. But I always have to warn people ahead of time, uh, please, if there are small children around, uh, get them out of the room. These stories are at times terrifying and not for the weak of heart. So you've been warned. But uh, here we go with the first one. Brace yourself. The name of this story is The Stoplight from Hell. And our story begins on a day like any other day in a middle-class suburban neighborhood where a common run-of-the-mill Joe Blow type guy gets in his car and heads to the grocery store. He approaches an intersection, but a second before he gets there, the light turns red. He sits there waiting for the light to turn green, but he suddenly realizes that he's been at this red light for what seems like an eternity. 
even though it's actually only been uh, two or three minutes. Ah! Now growing increasingly impatient, the man begins cursing, and he flies into a violent rage. Ah! But his torment would not end, as the light would not change for at least several more minutes. And then it finally turned green. Oh, oh, oh my God. God. The man finally made it to the grocery store and then returned home. But the next day, once again, as he was driving to Walmart, he came upon the same intersection. And once again, seconds before he could get through the light, it turned red. No, 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 no! Just like the day before, the man began cursing and beating the steering wheel with his fist. Come on! It was like he was having the same bad dream over and over. In some ways, it was kind of like that movie Groundhog Day. Huh? Yeah, you know the one. It had Bill Murray in it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it was actually pretty good. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but uh, as I recall, it was actually pretty funny. Uh, anyway, uh, I'd like to say that there was a moral to this story, but in fact, uh, there isn't one. Ah. The man would continue to waste his life sitting at stoplights, until one day he had the revelation that the stoplight was not actually his enemy. No, this was something way worse. You see, this was just God's way of having a good laugh at this poor loser's expense. <laughs> I'm more scared than ever, ladies and gentlemen. I'm more scared than ever. Time now for a top 10 list, and this one comes to us from Eric in Orange County. And Eric has sent me his top 10 favorite riffs of all time. These are songs that have great riffs in them, and it starts out at number 10 with Grinder by Judas Priest. Number 9 is End of My Days by Trouble. Number 8 is Walk by Pantera. Number seven is Miracle Man by Ozzy. Number six is... Looks That Kill by Motley Crue. Rock and roll! Number five is... Crazy Train by Ozzy. Number four is Wasted Years by Maiden. And oh yeah, I love that song and that riff. Number three is Digga 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 Cowboys from Hell by Pantera. That was brutal. Number two is Into the Void by Black Sabbath. The devil music. And number one on Eric's list of favorite riffs, it's by Megadeth and it's Holy Wars. Well, good job, Eric. That was a very fine attempt at a top ten list. 
But, you know, sometimes I come up with top ten lists of my own, and I just can't resist showing you how it's done. And since this is the Halloween special, I thought I better do a list that's kind of scary or morbid. And so I came up with the top ten things that you could write on my tombstone. How weird is that? You know, I don't really like to think about death uh, more than two or three times a day. But since it is inevitable, I thought, why not plan ahead? After all, I don't want somebody putting something on my tombstone that I wouldn't approve of or wouldn't really describe me. Then again, I'm not really ever going to see it, so who really gives a damn? No one's going to care. Right, so here's a few suggestions of what to put on my tombstone when I die, starting with number 10. Monty Colvin, a good son, a loving husband, and a huge disappointment to his children. That sounds about right. Yeah, I'm not sure all of that would fit on a tombstone, so you might have to use a smaller font or something. I don't know, you can work it out. But another possibility would be uh, number nine. Uh, Well, the doctor did tell him to lay off the Skittles. That isn't healthy. Number eight is, when I said I was too old for this shit, I literally meant I was too old for this shit. How true it is. All right, what do you think of this one? Uh, Number seven is, when life gave him lemons, instead of making lemonade, he went to the store and bought some Dr. Pepper, which eventually led to diabetes. Yeah, just a, just a shame. Once again, that may be a little long for a tombstone, but uh, whatever. Uh, number six is, yeah, this sucks, but at least I don't have to go to work tomorrow. Well, I mean, obviously. Duh. Number five is, I'm not pointing fingers at anyone, but I did tell you I wasn't feeling well. Sick and twisted? You bet. Number four on my list of things you could put on my tombstone is I know y'all think I'm in heaven right now, but the truth is I'm here in the ground decaying. This is just a bummer. Number three is Monty Craig Colvin. If not for Nirvana, a lot more people would have attended his funeral. Probably so. Number two is kind of a word of advice from me. It would be, please keep in mind now that I'm gone that calling me an arrogant dick is considered disrespecting the dead. Ah. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that, so uh, watch what you say. But that would bring me to number one on my list of things you can put on my tombstone. Here lies Monty Colvin artist, musician, and the greatest podcaster in the history of mankind. Unfortunately, he couldn't make a decent living doing any of it. All right, well, that was fun, but how about I tell you another scary story? No one wants that. Well, all right, then. This next one is called The Woman Who Was Possessed by Demons. Once upon a time, there was a woman who lived in a middle-class suburban neighborhood. And from all outward appearances, you would think she was pretty normal. She was a loving wife and mother, and most of the time she was very pleasant to be around. 
but every now and then, no, like, let's say once a month, her demeanor would suddenly change and she would become uh, a little moody. Without warning, things that wouldn't ordinarily upset her at all would become a huge deal. And she would argue with her husband and insist that he no longer cared. Now unable to reason with his hysterical and overly emotional wife, the husband could come to only one rational explanation for this insane madness. The woman that he was married to must surely be possessed by demons. Yes, what else could it be to cause this irrational behavior? Hey! Huh? What you doing? Oh, hey, hon. Uh, <clears throat> uh, just working on the podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, making the uh, Halloween episode. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just telling some scary stories and stuff like that. Aw, how fun. Yep, that's it. That's all I'm doing. Well, can I tell one of those scary stories? Uh, well, y- you know, hon, that'd be great and all, but, uh, you know, that's kind of my thing. Huh? I mean, I've been doing the scary stories for years. Uh, You know, uh, people kind of expect me to do them, so... I see. Yeah, you understand, so uh, maybe we can find you something to do later. Like what? Uh, I don't know, Uh, but uh, we'll think of something. But uh, how about I play some Atreyu? You like Atreyu, don't you? I guess. Sure you do. They sing about vampires and stuff like that. It's perfect for Halloween. Atreyu off their album The Curse, which came out around 2004. And like I said, it was about vampires, and I just loved it. Great album. And I was a big fan for a long time, and then they broke up, but uh, then they got back together a couple of years ago and put out an album that I wasn't crazy about. But then about a week ago, I heard that they had a new album. And so I got it, and I thought, all right, well, I'll check it out. Well, it turns out it's really good. I know some of you guys don't like metalcore, but if you do, uh, you're going to dig this, I think, because uh, Treyu is just such an excellent band. Their singer has such an awesome voice, and uh, there's some really good melodies on this new album. Check it out.
Okay, I've got several things that I want to talk about, and the first topic is, once again, bullying. This is something I talked about months ago. In fact, it seems like it's been about a year. But the other day, I got an email from Kuhn in Canada, and he apparently is still a little ticked off at me. He says, yes, he knows that uh, some kids can grow a thick skin and be all right but the majority will suffer from it, and in many cases, it can lead to death. Well, Coon, I tried to make this very clear that I wasn't talking about kids who are being beaten. I think most of us got picked on when we were in school or made fun of, and we survived. But if a kid's being assaulted, well, of course, that's different. And that's really all I meant. But, of course, if I ever say anything on here even close to being politically incorrect, some little weasel will make a video and put it on YouTube. And I still don't know who the guy is because he doesn't have the guts to use his own name. But he likes to make me look like I enjoy when kids are brutalized. And, of course, that is ridiculous. But I was really kind of disappointed when I saw these videos. Because at first I thought, wow, this may cause a bunch of controversy. And maybe people start talking about it and uh, start listening to my show and I'll gain a bunch of listeners. But no, nobody cared. And outside of a few King's X fans who already hated me anyway, I don't think anybody even noticed. Uh, too bad. But that's okay. I'm fine with the fans that I have and I think you guys kind of know what's up. And I think most of you are intelligent enough to know what I'm talking about. I, for one, am not. But if controversy and being politically incorrect is what you're into, you ought to check out the Classic Metal Show. They do a podcast that I listen to all the time, and they are extremely honest and brutal, and uh, I love it. And so if you think I'm way out there, uh, no, check those guys out. And if you're a loser that likes to make videos about people who offend you, uh, maybe you can do one on them. I got better things to do with my time. And speaking of someone who offends people, uh, how about that Kanye West? I used to think that guy was an idiot and Hollywood and the people on the left kept telling me he was a genius. But now liberals think that he's mentally ill and I'm starting to think that he's kind of smart. He sucks. Regardless of what you think of him or his music, uh, I gotta admire somebody that has the balls to go against the grain. It takes zero amount of courage to stand up in front of a Hollywood crowd or the music industry and make a Trump joke, which I'm sure you got a lot of on the American Music Awards, but I wouldn't really know because I did not watch it. I used to watch it every single year, that and the Grammys. And my longtime listeners will know that I would always do a recap of those shows and talk about how ridiculous it is. But apparently I wasn't the only one who wasn't watching the American Music Awards because from what I understand, they got their lowest ratings ever. I'm shocked! Hmm, I wonder how that could be. You guess people finally just got fed up with having millionaire celebrities tell us how bad America is? Or maybe they just got sick of seeing Taylor Swift win Artist of the Year every year. What's wrong with that? I don't know, but maybe it's just that we've seen all of these people way too much. 
with YouTube and the internet and a thousand channels of cable. These people are shoved down our throats every single minute of every day. I mean, you can't even pick up your phone without saying, oh, look at that. Imagine dragons. Imagine that. They are just awful. So do we really need to tune in to a TV show for three hours that's just going to tell us how horrible everything is? Sure, why not? Now, speaking of stuff that is truly horrible, uh, if you're like me, you're probably disgusted by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. I think the thing that bothers me the most about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is the name. If you're going to call it rock and roll, then how about you stick to rock and roll, hard rock, and metal? But every year you get Donna Summer thrown in there, or an LL Cool J, or this year Janet Jackson is nominated. (laughs) So that bugs me quite a bit, but does everyone bug me that got nominated this year? Well, let's check it out. Besides Janet Jackson and LL Cool J, also on the list this year was Stevie Nicks. And since she's already in there with Fleetwood Mac, could we just slow down and hold off on her for a while as a solo artist? I'm not really sure why it's so pressing to get her in there for a second time when you haven't even nominated Iron Maiden, The Scorpions, or Thin Lizzy. It is ridiculous! Of course, this isn't about real rock and roll or metal. This is about people who write for Rolling Stone magazine, and it's about being hip and really cool. And that's why you got nominees like Rage Against the Machine and, ooh, Radiohead. Oh, yeah, Radiohead, love them. Ooh, pure genius. Oh, yeah, Radiohead. You don't like Radiohead? What's wrong with you? I don't get it. Now, I was fine with a couple of names on the list. Number one, Todd Rundgren. He's a brilliant singer, songwriter, guitar player, musician, and he's also an amazing producer. And I don't care how many hits he had or didn't have, he's awesome, and I'm fine with him being in there. And the last one I'm okay with is Def Leppard. I mean, there's a ton of bands that I think should have gotten in there before them, but when you think about it, I mean, where would strip clubs be without Pour Some Sugar On Me? I mean, seriously, that song was hot. Come on, take a bottle, shake it up, break the bubble, break it up, pour some sugar on me, in the name of love, pour some sugar on me, come on, fire me up, pour your sugar on me, I can't get enough, I'm hot, sticky, sweet. From my head to my feet, yeah. Okay, something else I wanted to talk about was I've been seeing a lot of stuff on the news about Antifa. They're these radical groups that are supposedly fighting fascism and racism. And they'll go on the streets and they'll intimidate people and yell at them and oftentimes turn violent. And the other day, I saw where they were directing traffic in Portland. And there's this gray-haired guy driving a Lexus, and he wants to go straight, but they tell him to turn right. And he didn't want to turn, so they just started beating his car with baseball bats. 
And I thought, well, you know, it must be cool to be such badasses and bully old white guys. But there's one thing I haven't seen these Antifa people do yet. And that is, I haven't seen them harassing a lot of big biker guys. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I haven't seen any footage of a couple of Hells Angels looking guys wearing Make America Great ball caps, riding through on their Harleys, getting picked on by a mob of Antifas. It's usually somebody that looks a little bit more like, oh, say, Ted Cruz. Wimpy. But hey, I'm not being critical. Yes, you are. I'm sure you Antifas are doing the Lord's work. Right. All right, I got some Make Me Choose sent in by Jimmy G in Chicago. And the first one is he wants me to pick between guitarist Steve Vai, Joe Satriani, or Edward Van Halen. Yeah! Well, the thing is, is I think all three of them are amazing, blah, blah, blah. But the thing that separates them for me, blah, blah is that Eddie Van Halen had really memorable songs, blah, blah, blah. I can't name you one Steve Vai song, and I'd be hard-pressed to come up with one by Joe Satriani, blah, 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 blah. So I'm definitely gonna pick Eddie Van Halen. Blah, 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 blah. Next, Jimmy wants me to pick between Joan Jett, Chrissy Hind, or Janis Joplin. And this one is easy uh, because I love Joan Jett. I never cared anything about Janis Joplin, and I only liked the first Pretenders album. But when I was in college, I learned the whole I Love Rock and Roll album by Joan Jett on my guitar. And I went to see her play a show there on the campus. And later that night after it was over, I was walking back to my apartment and I passed by the arena... And I see her tour bus pulling out, and I can see Joan through the window. And so I blew her a kiss, and she blew it back. And she gave me this look like I might possibly be her type. But I would find out years later that, no, uh, that wasn't the case at all. But to this day, I still would like to be Joan's bass player, and that offer still stands if you're listening, Joan. But of course, (laughs) that will never happen. Jimmy G also wants me to pick between 70s punk or 70s rock and roll. Well, I can tell you this, that uh, during the 70s, I wasn't really that into punk rock. Uh, That came much later. I eventually got into the Ramones and the Sex Pistols, but uh, I was a big fan of the 70s rock and roll, and I still am. So I would go with the 70s rock. But Jimmy makes it a little tougher for me when he wants me to pick between Boston, Aerosmith, or the Cars. That is almost impossible to do. Well, I'm probably going to have to just use the process of elimination on this. 
I thought the Cars put out some great albums and made some great songs, but I saw them live at one point way back when, and they were really boring, so I'll eliminate them. Aerosmith, once again, they were awesome on their early albums, but then they started turning out a bunch of crap in the 90s. And so that leaves me with Boston, and Tom Scholz is a complete genius, so I'll say Boston. Well, that's ridiculous! Anyway, thanks for those make-me-choose suggestions. Um, uh, who sent those again? Jimmy G. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Jimmy G in Chicago. I appreciate it, man. But this is the Halloween special, so uh, I know you're dying for another one of my scary stories. No, we're not. So here you go. Prepare to be frightened. It was a day like any other day for a middle-aged white male living in suburbia. And yes, I said white male, so you know right off the bat he's a real privileged jerk. Probably one of those Republicans who voted for Trump. Scumbag! Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, after getting out of bed and eating his little breakfast and checking his email on his extremely expensive Mac computer, he goes to the bathroom, flushes the toilet, and is shocked in horror when he hears an ungodly noise. It could only be described as the voice of Satan coming out of his commode. It was like the moans of demons. Or possibly a wounded moose. (laughs) Regardless, it was very, very scary and quite annoying. Hey. Huh? What are you doing now? Oh, hey, Lindsay. Uh, listen, hon, I'm really kind of busy. I'm doing another scary story. Yeah, I know. It's the one about the toilet. Yeah. You know you've done this before? What? Yeah, you did this one last year. Ah, well, no, no, uh, that toilet was leaking. Uh, This one's more of a moan. You got a plumber. Yeah, this story's way different. Whatever. It's gonna be great. Yeah, so how about you let me do one? Well... Come on. All right, what do you got? Well, this is the story of the haunted closet. Ah, well, okay, uh, what is it, kind of like Narnia or something like that? Uh, no, not really. Oh. Okay, well, uh, go ahead. Okay, so, once upon a time, there was a beautiful lady. Right. She always surrounded herself with the finest of things. Uh, like what? Like jewelry. Yeah? And baby cats. Oh. She was the queen of the castle. Oh, well, that's cool. Well, one day, after rising from her slumber, she took a nice long bath in her hot tub and then got an awesome back rub from her servant. Ah, nice. The queen was very pleased with her massage and got up and walked toward her closet. Oh, so, um, uh, what was she wearing? Nothing. Oh, yeah. Completely naked. 
The queen opened the door of her closet and walked inside. Oh, this is getting good. Once inside her giant walk-in closet, yeah, the queen began looking through her wardrobe for something to put on. Oh. But after 10 or 15 minutes, it became obvious. She had nothing to wear. I mean, seriously, she had a few dresses that were okay in the summer, but it was the fall, and they didn't go with her new boots at all. Oh, well, that's not really that big of a deal, is it? Well, it was apparent that she had no choice but to go shopping. Okay, well, I see where this is going. She needed a new bra and some black tank tops. All right. And earrings, definitely earrings. Yeah, yeah. Some leather pants, a purse to match. Well, Lindsay, I gotta hand it to you. That was absolutely terrifying. Oh, I know. Well, thanks so much for sharing that. And that's the scary story. All right. Well, how about I play a scary song right now by a band that you love, Ice Nine Kills. Oh, hell yeah. They've got a brand new CD out called The Silver Scream. Every song on the album is based on a different horror movie, like uh, The Shining, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, You know, you get the idea. If that doesn't sound like your cup of tea, well, yeah, me neither. But if you're sick and twisted and all about the gore, well, this might be for you. Once again, that was Ice Nine Kills, and I like that song, but uh, here lately I've heard some stuff that I don't care for. And since it's Halloween, here now is some horrible music. Starting out with a band that I used to love, that being Disturbed. Oh no. Yes, I used to be down with the sickness, but I am not down with their new album. It's called Evolution or something like that. 
And man, was I disappointed. There's a few heavy tunes on here that you would expect from a Disturbed album, but a lot of it is, uh, well, uh, kind of like this. Listen, everyone, the time will come when all of us say goodbye. Feel that aching in your heart, leaving you broken inside. And then there's this one. What, you say you want more ballads? Okay. Now we have come far too many times To celebrate this death That soon some will forget Well, you knew I had to do it eventually. There was going to come a time when I was going to have to talk about Greta Van Fleet. Never heard of them. But don't worry, I'm not going to trash them. They look like a bunch of kids, so we can all forgive them. Who the hell are they? And I'm not even mad at the fact that they sound exactly like Led Zeppelin. There are Zeppelin tribute bands out there, and that's okay. What upsets me is there's actually a buzz about these guys. And now that pisses me off. The nerve, the unmitigated goal, the audacity! you gotta give them some credit they're actually pretty good musicians the guitar player is really good and most of the songs are very well crafted so come on give them a break they're very talented uh, they just happen to be plagiarist is that so wrong so just back off of Greta Van Fleet Okay, you know, I try to be honest with you guys, right? And I try to be a straight shooter. And you can believe me when I say I'm not trying to be a jerk. And I say all this because I know a lot of us grew up loving the band Kiss. 
And we had Kiss Alive 1 and 2, and we just loved those old albums, and we loved Ace Freely, and we thought he was amazing. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't been in Kiss in a long, long time, and the other day I'm on the internet and I see, oh, Ace Freely has a new album. It's called Spaceman, and I check it out, and wow, it's, uh... Uh, Come on, you idiot! Spit it out! Well, I can't bring myself to say it. So, uh, just listen. You know, I'm just going to guess at this point that everybody that hangs out with Ace Freely just says, Ace, man, you are the man. You're great. And nobody around him has the balls to just say, Ace, your lyrics, they're terrible, man. And I'm sorry, but a lot of your guitar solos aren't very good either. Uh, that's hard to listen to. So that's Ace Freely with some horrifying music, and that's going to do it for this episode of the Rockcast, and I hope it scared the hell out of you. Ooh, yeah, you were real scary. Be sure to check out my website, monicalvin.net, where you can find my CDs, T-shirts, and paintings. You can also contact me there or on Facebook if you want to send me a top ten, uh, some make-me-choose, or just some questions feel free to drop me a line. I don't want to talk to you! I'm going to leave you with one last song by a band called Crown the Empire. It's a song called Machines, and it's not really that scary, and it doesn't really have anything to do with Halloween. But it's a great song, and I hope you like it. They scare the living hell out of me! But that's going to do it for me for now. I'll be back soon with more fun and mayhem. But until then, this has been Monty saying take care. Don't let anyone tell you what to like unless it's me. And rock on. We hold on to the light.
over. 